What is up, everybody? Welcome to season two, officially season two of It Sports Sis. We are so excited that you were here joining us this morning. Um, it well, morning for me at least. It's 8:45 a.m. for me, and Sarah is in Germany, so it is not 8:45 in the morning there. There is it's 2:45 in the afternoon. Yeah, six-hour time difference. So 2:45 in the afternoon for her. Um, we are covering the NBA today, which is important for you guys to know because there are a lot of dates that you need to know. And there's a league that I didn't even know about. So if I didn't know about it, I know you guys didn't know about it. So first and foremost, what's up? My name is Christine. I am here to ask all the questions that you guys have at home. And I am Sarah, your self-proclaimed sports expert. And I am here to answer all of the questions that Christine has and hopefully all of those questions that you have at home. So yes, Christine, um, the NBA regular season is upon us. We are recording on Thursday morning, Eastern Standard Time, Thursday afternoon, Amsterdam time. Um, and the regular season started, I think last night, at least the Hornets played last night. Um, yeah, it wasn't it, a very pretty sight. It wasn't pretty, but we won. I woke up this morning and we, Travis was Googling the Hornets game and I was Googling the Coastal Carolina game and the Hornets pulled it out. I thought that the first preseason game was against the Mavs and we lost, we got freaking destroyed. Oh, that was pre that, that was preseason. Oh, so, oh, okay. So the regular season just started. The regular season just wow. started. Preseason is before regular season, which brings right. up a really good point. So yes, today I saw a post from the Hornets Instagram page and it was their final roster, right? And so I was like, okay, similar to what we did for the NFL with preseason and how many players are on the NFL roster um, during preseason, after the draft and after free agency, you know, how many make the full-time roster? When are those cuts made? And how does it work in between, right? So all of that to say, I feel like I need to share with you guys like a little bit of a timeline so that you yes. can grasp like when it all starts for the year and then how they kind of dwindle down to the final roster. And then yes, to Christine's point earlier, um, I will explain what is called the G league, um, a little bit later on. So, so let's, let's start first with the first key date that we should know about yeah. in NBA. So the NBA draft is really like the beginning of the discussion around the NBA for the year. We did a whole episode on the NBA draft. We did. We did. So go back and listen to it. If you want to know all of the ins and ins and outs, but I'm going to be using the Hornets as an example so that we can kind of quantify all the things yeah. that I'm talking about today. Um, but just so you, you know, the Hornets drafted four players in the NBA draft. Okay. And okay. again, we talked all about the order in which people went and how they chose that order and everything in our episode. So if you have not listened to that one and you're curious about how the NBA draft works, go back and listen to that one. So yes, next is summer league. So the summer league is August 8th to August 17th. And you'll see like on ESPN and whatever NBA basketball teams you follow, if you follow any, um, I remember they all highlighted Mello pulling up to summer league. And so it's like, you know, LaMelo ball is who Mello is plays on the Hornets. 
why are they making it such a big deal that he's at summer league? It's because it's any of our starters that are, they know we're going to be starters are not going to play at summer league. So it's really okay. So gonna- this is their opportunity to prove themselves to see what are, are they trying to find starters? Or are they trying to find good, you know, subs on the sideline or what? Yeah. So they're trying to find they being the Hornets coaches right. and the general managers of the Hornets are trying to find the best team that they possibly can out of the players that they have available to them. So the summer league is just the beginning of these players trying to prove themselves to these coaches, but there are going to be some players like LeBron James, for example, you will probably never see LeBron James play in a summer league game. He doesn't need to prove himself He's made the team and he's LeBron James point blank period. That's right. And LeBron James knows that. Correct. So everybody else who is on the Lakers, Russell Westbrook probably doesn't need to play. The unibrow guy Davis probably doesn't play. Um, But some of the like smaller guys are trying to prove themselves to make the team. And And obviously I'm assuming the four players that the Hornets drafted on July 29th will be there too. They were there. That's right. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, we'll be at summer league. Okay. Yeah. So typically there's around, we'll say 17 players after the draft compiled of last year's roster minus trades and cuts. So anybody that we got rid of, anybody that we traded will obviously no longer be on our roster. Um, it is free agents from other teams, which you can pick up, um, like right, right after the NBA draft and before summer league starts. So anybody that, um, other teams put on the trading block, you can kind of go through their file of facts and see who they have available and then kind of put together some trades on who you think, you know, is on your trading block. They might could use and vice versa. So they're kind of trading players, right. Um, Mm -hmm. during free agency. And then last are those for the Hornets specifically four players that we picked up from the NBA draft. Right. Okay. Got it. So So all of those players are available to play in the summer league, but to your point, really only the guys who are playing for a spot on that final roster are going to play in summer league. But wouldn't that be all of those people are you're talking about like the, the, starters are not going to be playing there. It's just going to be for the Hornets, LaMelo ball and Terry Rozier and miles bridges will not play in summer league. Okay. So our first date that you mentioned the NBA draft, which then leads to the summer league, which is August 8th through the 17th. That's about a two week period of summer league where people try to, well, that's the beginning stages of people on the roster who don't start or trying to prove themselves. What's right. So Another little tidbit on summer league is it's not played in NBA arenas. So there it's played at UNLV, the university of Nevada, Las Vegas in their gym. And so it's more of a, it's a college campus and all 30 NBA teams are sending a team there. So it's, um, Oh, they all play at the same place. This isn't there. They're all playing each other. They're all scrimmage. Well, they're, they're not scrimmaging. They're playing full games against each other, um, in like this big summer league tournament. So it's like brackets and, you know, eliminations and it's fun. So a lot of people. I was going to say that sounds kind of fun. I kind of want to join. 
uh, a lot of well you can't join but you can go watch oh that I mean that'll be fun too but it would be more fun to actually play <laughs> pass me the ball you can't just go show up you have to be on the team I know I'm saying but it just <laughs> sounds fun <laughs> the tournament style of it all the bracket I, that that sounds fun yes yes for sure and it is it's very popular like I said all over ESPN all over everybody's socials um, definitely a good time and it'll pull some of those major players um, to watch. So I'm sure LeBron went to a game or two. Mello was there watching, um, you know, Russell Westbrook. Some some of the major players will come and watch their team. So yes, we've got the draft, summer league, on to training camp, right? So the same group of guys plus the starters will then go to training camp. And it is the first time these players are doing drills, conditioning, and scrimmaging like against each other. So the they're this, the first time that they're playing as a full team. Does Got that make it. sense? Yep. So they're playing as a full team and they're scrimmaging against each other. Yeah. But they're coming up and they're and they're learning plays together and they're running drills and yep. creating that team. I guess bond usually two days, right? So they're practicing for, let's say four hours a day. It's around four hours a day. Um, and so they've got conditioning and drills usually in the morning and then they'll scrimmage in the afternoon. Um, again, it's a really great time for the coaches to see, you know, who's excelling, who's really vibing together as a team. Cause somebody can be a standout player and, you know, play really well by himself, but in a team environment, he might not be a good fit, might not jive well with the team, right? So now's the time for the coaches to, to kind of see that. Um, but right after training camp is when preseason starts. And that's when all of these players, including the starters, um, will play in exhibition games against other NBA teams. And when does preseason start? Preseason this year started on October 3rd and ran through October 15th. So it's like two weeks long. All right. So, so these players are really put through the ringer here. So if they're trying to prove themselves, you know, they don't just, if they have a really good game, let's say like in training camp, if they have, you know, they're doing so well in training camp, but they flop in preseason, like you have to, you have to show consistency yeah. through, through these months. So these people, you know, they're, they really have the, the magnifying glass on them yes, during, definitely during do. all of this time. So these teams then are now scrimmaging other teams in preseason. Yes. So this is the first time that they are scrimmaging other NBA teams in preseason as a full roster. So summer league is just basically, I don't want to call them the scrubs, but the scrubs trying to prove themselves against the scrubs of the other team training camp is the entire team, including the starters and the scrubs, um, training together, scrimmaging together and against each other. And then preseason is that entire team from training camp scrimmaging other NBA teams. Right. And this, that's whenever the Hornets lost horribly to the Dallas Mavs. And it was so embarrassing that the Hornets didn't even put it on their social media page. Sarah had to find the final score through the Dallas Mavs Instagram page. Yeah. I said, this had to be some sort of, so the Hornets, you guys lost to the Dallas Mavericks by 68 points. It was like 52 to 110. It was something, I mean, I've literally never seen it before in my life. And I put it on our, our um, Instagram story. And I was like, this has to be some sort of a record. And somebody DM'd us and said it tied the record for the worst loss in NBA history. Yeah. Basically, a 68 it didn't count. point loss that, I mean, 
that that's just insanity. You, you should never see that in NBA. Yeah. And the whole- preseason doesn't count, right? So preseason, right. similar to preseason at the NFL doesn't like, it's just exhibition games. So again, it's just to, um, you know, see how the entire team is jiving. Um, obviously they're playing other NBA teams, but they're not really trying, they're trying to win. Everybody always likes to win, but if they lose, it's not going to count against them until the regular season starts. Um, all right. So then when do the teams decide who their 15 man NBA team roster is? Yes. So the, um, most amount of players that can be on a, um, an NBA roster is 15 plus two, two way players. So I will go through that in a minute, what those are, but I don't know what two, two way players means. Right. Yes. I'll tell you in just a second, but, um, the final cuts after preseason have to be made by the end of the day on October 18th, which was this past Monday. So at that point, you will know whether you will be on the Hornets roster, whether you will have a two-way contract, whether you're going to the G League, which I think really everybody goes to the G League if you get like cut, if you don't make the team. Yeah, I was just about to ask, where do these players go if they get cut and they're not on the roster? Or to answer your question, they will go to another team's G League. So each NBA team has an affiliate G League. Right. The G League used to be known as the D League, the Development League. But in like 2018, Gatorade came and paid a whole bunch of money and renamed it the G League. Gatorade owns it? (laughs) I don't think they own it. I think they're just like a huge sponsor of it. So the name changed from D League, Development League to G league. And so I Googled like, what is G I knew what D league stood for. I knew what development league stood for, but I didn't know what G league stood for and Gatorade. It means Gatorade, the Gatorade league, the Gatorade <laughs> league, from the NBA yeah. down to the Gatorade league. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, and the friends. best way, the best way to describe the G league is, um, you know, the Charlotte Knights. So it's a triple a baseball team. It's like a triple a baseball team. Okay. So the Charlotte Knights to the Chicago White Sox or like the Charlotte Horn or sorry. Um, what are checkers, Charlotte checkers to the hurricanes, right? Is that the same? Um, I don't know. I don't think, is it the hurricane? They're not a professional hockey. Team. They're not a professional hockey team. I they're honestly, like quote unquote minor league. And I totally just made that up, but you know, no. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. I just don't know if they're affiliate professional team is the hurricanes, but it might be so similar setup. Yes. Um, so basically the Hornets, um, G league is in Greensboro. It's the Greensboro swarm and they are the affiliate team for the Charlotte Hornets. So of the players that do not make our roster, they will either go to our G League in the in Greensboro, the Greensboro Swarm, or will most likely be picked up by another G League across the nation. Does that make sense? Okay. Yep. So how many players end up in the G League? 
they have a full roster. Oh. I mean, so I'm, they will have obviously the players that don't make the main roster for um, the, from the NBA, the two-way contracts, which I'll go through in a minute. And they have their own draft and their own tryouts to fill the remainder of their roster. Oh my gosh. So they, they even have a draft. Yeah. They even have a draft. So, and if that's where, is that where they choose certain G leagues? Like let's say the Charlotte Hornets saw somebody like, are they, they're able to pull from other G leagues and, and do trades and everything? I'm sure. Yeah. I didn't go too far into detail about all the logistics yeah. of the G league, but I would imagine Christine that yes, if you get cut by your, um, the NBA team that you were, you know, practicing with or whatever, that you would either then go directly to your affiliate or you would enter the G League draft and then you could be picked up by any of those G Leagues across the nation. Okay, and you said there they have a full roster in the G League. So how many players is in a full roster? Um, so for the NBA, it's 15. Um, and 13 can dress out, meaning that they have two, at least two inactive for um, each game. So I would assume it's the same for the G league. I'm not hundred percent positive, but I would okay. assume each team has like around 15, but at any point in the G league, if that affiliate NBA team wants to like pull you up to play, then you go. So at any time, can they call you up? Anytime they can call you up. Wow. Oh yeah. my gosh. All right. So these players, I mean, they're gone. I'm assuming they don't like, like with the Charlotte Knights, they don't televise that or anything, but you can go to the games. Can you go to the games for the G league? You can, you can, I was just telling Trav, I would like to go to a Greensboro swarm game. It kind of sounds silly since we live in Charlotte we actually have the Charlotte Hornets there, but it would right. be fun to go because there have been a few like really popular like NBA, current NBA stars that started in the G League and now play for really big teams. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was, that was my next question. If I would know any famous names that came from the G League. Yeah. So Spencer Dinwiddie is one. Okay. He played for the Windy City Bulls, which I would assume is in Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, and he went, he got called up to the Brooklyn Nets. And he's now playing for the Washington Wizards. Um, Hassan Whiteside. He actually, this is a funny story. He lived in Charlotte, Christine. Hassan Whiteside did. And he was known for playing ball at the, at the Dowd Y. He would go no to the way. Dowd YMCA and play basketball there. Yeah. No kidding. That's where I am looking for a house. It's kind of around that area. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he was on the Iowa Energy, which is the G League. And he got called up to... Um, the Miami Heat, and then I guess he got traded to the Grizzlies, but he is currently with the Utah Jazz and thriving. And then last but not least, you know, we love the Currys, Seth Curry, who is the younger brother of Steph Curry. Yeah, played. I didn't know he started in the G League. He's a, he started he's a in, yeah, he started in the G League with the Santa Cruz Warriors, and he went to the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies and is currently with the Philadelphia 76ers. So on average, every year, about 50 players move and get called up from the G League to the NBA. Some of them will stay. Some of them will drop back down to the G League. But there's, I mean, endless opportunity there, which is why you'll see so many of these players go to the G League. 
Not to mention you're also getting paid to play basketball. Yeah. I was going to ask you what the, um, I'm assuming these G league players, since it is their careers, are they're still getting paid, obviously just not very much. Yes. They're getting paid. The ones, the players who are, um, on two-way contracts will be making more than the players who are just on a, you know, regular G league contract. I would say you make around $150,000 a year. If you're just on a regular G league contract, if you're on a two-way contract, your salary, and it's very specific. Yeah. I think this is a good segue into talking about what it is. Two-way. Yeah. So if you have a two-way contract, you are paid $462,629 a year. All right. That's still a pretty decent <laughs> salary. Very, very, very specific. Yeah. Very specific. Very $629 and 30 cents. Yes. Okay. So what these two way players are, um, there are again, as a reminder, 15 full-time players on an NBA roster. Let's take the Hornets, for example, 15 full-time Hornets and then two, two way Hornets. These two two-way Hornets can basically flip-flop between the Greensboro Swarm and the Charlotte Hornets. So they are able to play and practice with the Greensboro Swarm and play and practice with the Charlotte Hornets. And sometimes, depending on injuries normally, they might be able to play or dress out for, be able to wear the Charlotte Hornets uniform on a game day, which would be huge for them. So they're, they flip-flop back between the NBA and the G League. They flip-flop back and forth, that's right, between the NBA and the G League. Why would, why would a team sign a player to a two-way contract? So basically, they see potential in these players, right? They see a future with them, and they're not necessarily ready to pay them to sign a big contract or even just they a don't want to commit contract. to them yet. Yes, they don't want to commit to them yet. That's right. But they know that as, you know, with their experience, if they have not just that G League experience, but also the NBA experience, they could be a potential great player for the organization in the future. And then number two, it alleviates the stress of potentially having one of the other um, teams like poach that player. So you sign that player to a contract whether they're playing for your affiliate G league team or your team, he's your player. So nobody right. else can come and take him from you. Um, but it's mainly, like I said, because they see potential in that player. All right. Well, it's cool that they actually have a league underneath the NBA. So these players still have a chance. They're not, you know, they don't have to give up on their hopes and dreams yet. You know, this G, G league provides them, an opportunity to continue to prove themselves and who knows they might get seen by their affiliate team or another team that sees them and wants to pull them so lots of opportunity for the g league it's really cool to know about it i had no idea that this existed so um and like i said if i didn't know i'm sure you guys didn't know either so yes yes the gatorade sure. league is a real thing the gatorade um, that league formerly known as the development league um, the D League. So I guess they just picked the G League because, it, I mean, obviously it's Gatorade, but it runs. Right. Who knows? But it's the <laughs> Development League. 
So, all right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of It Sports Says. Thank you guys for tuning in. We love you so much. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram. And we'll see you next week.